Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I am so glad you're here today because I have such an amazing guest with me, Bernice Hunt. After an unexpected glimpse into the world of dementia, she decided shortly after turning 70 to become a brain health specialist. With the pandemic limiting her options and her 16 grandchildren cheering her on, she plunged into the mind-boggling world of the internet and after receiving her certification, launched her online business, Keep Your Brain Sharp. Now in her second year, she's loving it, challenges and all, becoming quite comfortable with feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Thank you so much for being here today, Bernice. It's such an honor to have you. Thank you for inviting me. I truly appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Dr. C. Absolutely. And I would love to hear about your journey, how you got here today, what it's been like, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. Wow. It's definitely a journey. And I have to confess that it all started. I was kind of scared into this. You know, you may be able to relate. Sometimes you get into something just because you get scared into it. And that's actually what happened to me. I would not be here today if there hadn't been some things that happened in the life of my husband and myself that kind of propelled me in this direction. I'm so happy after the fact <laughs> that I'm here, but I got scared into it. My husband actually um, had a kidney infection that um, in that in having that he contracted sepsis and it went into his bloodstream up into his brain, which doesn't happen to everyone. But as the doctors told me, if you're on the older end, that can happen. And that's what happened to him. And for just a short period of time, I just got a glimpse of what it was like to be with someone whose brain was broken. I mean, he was delirious. He was, couldn't, he was speaking gibberish. I couldn't understand a word that he was saying. He got, you know, um, angry because I wasn't understanding what he was saying, you know, and it, it's hard. I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but it's hard to try to maneuver and talk to a 190 pound grown man that's used to being independent and giving orders and things and trying to make him do something that he doesn't understand what's going on. That was traumatic in itself, got him to the hospital and then found out what was going on. And it was very traumatic for him and, and for me, but thank God he came through it fine. His kidneys started back up. They were down to 30%. They, they're up to like 70% now. So he's doing great. They got the infection out of his brain. So he's doing great. He stills on her rotation schedule with several different doctors, but he is doing really, really well. But it got me, I was already a um, wellness coach. It got me really thinking about brain health because I was like, whoa, I only had to deal with this for a few days. And there's a lot of people in this world that are dealing with this ongoing, you know, for the life of their loved one, you know, and it was traumatic enough for me as, as it was. So I started looking into specifically brain health and what could be done about that. And then about three or four weeks after we got him home and he's recovering and he's doing great. I'm thinking I'm great. You know, I got through it. It was traumatic, very emotional, but you know, I, I, I went through the experience. I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden, just like that, I have no idea where I am. No 
landmarks looked familiar at all. I was like, where am I? I could not have told you where I was going, where I was to save my life. It only lasted for like four or five seconds. Didn't last very long, thank God. But I could not ignore the fact that it was, it had happened. And when I clicked, my brain clicked back on, I was around the corner from my house. It scared the gajibis out of me. I was like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. I was so scared. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my sisters. I didn't tell anyone for years. I didn't tell anyone until I started doing my master classes. Actually, I was, you know, just giving my little story to them. That was, a, you know, about a year ago was the first time I started telling anyone. I was just, I didn't want to hear what people were going to say. I didn't want to face what might, what it might mean, but it made me get serious about what is going on with people's brains and what can we do? And so I went back, that was right before COVID hit. So when COVID hit, I decided to go back to school online and I got my credential as a brain health specialist. Mm-hmm. Best thing I could have ever done. It, I started with myself. I used myself <laughs> as a guinea pig. <laughs> and all the things I was learning, I applied to myself. Then mm-hmm. I applied to my husband. And then I decided that I wanted to share with everyone. And that's when I started um, the Keep Your Brain Sharp business. And so that's how I got in it. You know, it wasn't like I was just, you know, let me help the world. It was, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> And it's very scary. I couldn't even imagine going through that and having that, like, even though it was a few seconds, but not even telling anyone about it too, really keeping that to yourself for a few years until you started talking about it and you got your certification and everything to become a specialist. And what do you think is one of the most important things people should know about brain health? Because there's a lot of information, but what's the most important? I think the most important thing is, is what, what gave me hope is that it's never too late Mm-hmm. And never too early, but it's never too late to improve your brain. You know, sometimes people just give up. Things start happening and they just chalk it off the well, you know, I'm getting old. So that's just the way my life's going to be. I got, you know, and they don't even attempt to correct it because they think it's, it's useless, you know, or they say it runs in their family, you know, mm-hmm. and so they're waiting for it to happen. And when it happens, they just say, well, it got me, you know, but no, it's, it's never too late. Your, your, your brain is, is, is resilient. It has plasticity, which means it can reshape and remold itself and redo things. There was a book that I read called um, Boy with Half a Brain. Mm-hmm. And it was a story mm-hmm. about this little boy that had half his brain removed, surgically removed. And he still ended up walking, talking, going to school, completing high school, starting college, getting a job with half his brain. The half that he had rewired itself, recombinated itself or whatever to get the job done. You know, with the proper nurturing, nurturing and nourishment and things, it functioned, it became functional for him to live a normal life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want to impart to people because, you know, it scared me into doing something. I'm glad it did not scare me into paralysis, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Into thinking, well, now here it comes. Let me just sit here and wallow in my misery you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad it helped you 
propel forward to start helping other people and didn't keep you paralyzed in that sense, but understanding too how powerful the brain is. And there's still a lot we don't really know about the brain. I mean, because everybody's so different too, and like different connections. And even if you have like you're growing up in the same household, I say this all the time, just being a former therapist, like of how dynamics can really shift things, but it's the brain. And even that book is a phenomenal book. I, I read it years ago, yeah. forgot about that book, but it's true. Like he rewired it based off of like the perseverance and consistency of knowing that you have the capability to rewire your brain. It's just, you have to put in the work. You can't just sit stagnant. <laughs> But I love that you were able to really focus in on that. And I would love to know, like, in a nutshell, what does every brain need? Okay. Well, I, in going through my training and my schooling thing, I came up with an acronym that helps me remember and hopefully will help other people remember what every brain needs. I call it the five keys to brain health. And it's based on the word needs, N-E-E-D-S, needs. And it stands for nutrition, exercise, engagement de-stressing, which includes detoxing, and sleep. Those are the five areas that we have to address intentionally these days on purpose regarding our brain. And so hopefully that'll help you remember it because it's the word needs. Oh, I love that. So spot on. It Mm -hmm. just remembers too, like what we need to do every day and everybody needs that. No pun intended, but (laughs) (laughs) but being able to understand that too. And I'm curious because a lot of times as we get older, people are saying, well, we need to like focus on certain things or memory and all of those factors. But when should we really start focusing on our brain health? Wow. You should start focusing on your brain health as early as possible. They have done studies and they have um, um, taken autopsies of um, early teens, I mean, late teens, people in their 18s and 19s and 20s, early adults in their early 20s. And they have seen signs you know, of brain deterioration, even at that young age. It's not any, nothing that was visible and blatant in their activity per se, Mm -hmm. but there were, the brain was starting to lose some things. And with the world as it is, and all of the um, challenges we have with our toxins and our radiation and with our food and all this kind of stuff, we are inundated. They say when a baby is born, they come out with over 200 toxins in their bloodstream, out the gate, you know? And so we are fighting an uphill battle. Our bodies, fortunately, are beautifully and wonderfully made. It's, it's the design is, you know, the epitome of excellence. And so our body is capable of handling, all, handling a lot of things, but we don't need to overload it, you know? Mm. And so our job is to reduce those levels so that our, our, our systems that we have for detox and all of that can function efficiently and effectively. And so it is never too early to start taking care of your brain. They even say the mom, when you are nursing your, nursing your child, because even if, even if something as simple as vitamin D3, mm-hmm. because if the mom is breastfeeding their child, the, the milk in human, the, 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 there is, there's a low amount of vitamin D, D3 in human breast, in human milk. Right. And so you know, they need to fortify the, the, you know, the formulas are fortified and stuff, but the mom needs to be aware of that so that they can make sure they're getting their baby out in the sun if they're giving their baby, you know, baby food that has this enriched, you know, or fortified or something like that, because just the breast milk itself, is going to be deficient. And there's 40 something percent of Americans that are deficient in vitamin D3 and vitamin D3 is so important 
not just to your brain, but to the rest of your body, but definitely to your brain. And um, as well as, you know, our fats and all of that kind of thing. So it's never too early to start. And in fact, I was just reading a few weeks ago and it was talking about the prime time, <laughs> prime time for in focusing on your brain is the age between 35 and 45. During that age range is when, if you have not already intentionally started doing things with regard to your brain health, that's prime time to start doing it before things start, you know, deteriorating at two levels. Most of us wait until we're in our 60s, you know, we start having some memory issues, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, I better start doing some crossword puzzles or something, whatever they like to do. But then that's fine because it's never too late to start. But if you really want to get a handle on it and get in front of the ball mm-hmm. in your 30s and 40s, at least. Mm. Yeah. So right on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's really good information because I think it's so true. We don't really always think of brain health in the sense of like working towards it, or even just like what you were saying with the mother's milk and like when they're breastfeeding those things. Now that's something like I can think of once I do have children and what that will look like, but just making sure we're all getting the nutrients we need, but really focusing in on that brain health and starting at any moment. It's never too early. It's never too late, but start. It's the message. sooner. The sooner you start, the better, because it's going to be a, a steeper uphill battle yeah. later you, you know, the later you, you start, you know, so the sooner the, the mountain is not quite as steep if you start earlier. <laughs> exactly. It's like little hills right now, but it might be like, yes, you know, I got little hills to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just curious for anyone that's interested in having better health, since we're talking about it for our brains and keeping our brains very sharp, what are those next steps? What can they do? Yeah. Yeah. But I said, if your your focus is on those five things, but mm-hmm. what I always tell people, mm-hmm. knowing what to do is very important. You have to have the information because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so we need the information. So your information is one thing, mm-hmm. but we also are all different. And so we all have to design a plan of action that's going to work for us. And therefore you need to know what the options are, because you know, good and well, I can be sitting here talking to you and telling everybody what they need to be doing, what they should be doing, do, and you're sitting on the other side of the screen saying, "I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that." You know, because you are a different person, and that doesn't resonate with you, and you don't want to do that. But the good thing about um, what I've learned about brain health is that there are a variety of things that will get the same result, you know, like mm-hmm. what we were talking in the area of nutrition, you already know there's a variety of, of lifestyle, you know, diet foods that you can eat. There's a variety, like we talked about intermittent fasting, which is very important for the brain, but there's a variety of different kinds of intermittent fasting. And the one that I like to do, you may not go for that at all, you know, but mm-hmm. there's a variety of them. So you need to know what they are so you can select and create an individualized program for you that you will do, okay? And then the last thing is that you have to do it. (laughs) Once again, we can design, we can know what to do. We can write down the plan, create the schedule, have it on the board, all that other kind of stuff. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) But if we don't do it, (laughs) it was all just a waste of time, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I really advocate for people that they get connected with someone or with some kind of program or with some, whatever they're going to do, because they need accountability. 
You know, yeah. you need someone monitoring what you're doing. You need someone making you accountable because if if you're the only person that knows that, that knows that you said you're going to do that and you don't tell anybody, forget it. Forget. <laughs> and nobody's the wiser, you know. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. And so you need a program. That's what I love about the program that I have because that's what I do. I give you a lot of information with a wide range of options. We sit down and we tweak everything and decide on what it is that you think you can live with, you know, what you're willing to do. And then we create that plan and then I monitor it with you, make you accountable. When are you going to get started with this? The next time we talk, what are you going to have? done you're going to tell me about how this is coming or that is coming or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and that helps people you know I mean I mean it helps me that's why I do it that way oh yeah Yeah. because it helps me you know that helps me get to where I want to be you know Mm -hmm. if I seriously want that so that you know that's so important I think Mm -hmm. I agree it is very pivotal too for people's health like the whole aspect of wellness because the brain is a huge part of it, but it's just also just overall wellness for your body, your mind, your nutrition, health and wellness, all as a whole package, but everybody is different. And I love that you customize it to each person because each person is different. Everyone's needs are different, but we all have like the same needs. It's just how we absorb that or how we take that in. And I love that you're able to customize it. And I'm curious because I know you've had clients of different capacities. What has been maybe one or two client success stories you could share with us? Oh, yes. There's, <laughs> there are several. The one that comes to mind immediately is when um, one of my clients and we talked about in one of the areas is sleep, right? And sleep is, mm. it's a lot of people start having issues with sleep when they're in their late 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. whatever. So that's not uncommon for people to tell me that they have sleep issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, when you start talking about what they need to change, because I don't really, you know, advocate a lot of pills and I mean there is no really medication for that that's working for Alzheimer's dementia or whatever but I still don't go for the old the magic pill the magic magic bullet kind of thing it's Mm -hmm. lifestyle practices they have Mm -hmm. shown in over 30 years of research lifestyle practices is what is enabling people to prevent delay restore whatever parts of their brain that, that they need to do kind of thing and so the things that I advocate, the, the options I give people all have to do with life style. Although I do talk about you know, vitamin D supplements and B3 supplements and B12 and all things like that. But I'm, not, I'm talking about, you know, an Alzheimer's pill or, a, you know, right, right. you know, oh, yes. you know, but so regarding sleep, I don't give, I don't, you know, tell them about sleep aids to take, to take, take them go to sleep. But I do is talk about their practices. I talk about their their room environment, their hygiene. And I talk about their routines that they do and that kind of thing. And they don't like me a lot at <laughs> first. And because they don't want to make the changes. This one client that I had to have in mind, when we talked, I do an intake with them when we first start. And I sit down and they tell me all about what they do, they, you know, what, what their lifestyle is like kind of thing and what they like, what they don't like, what are their challenges are, whatever. And when we got to sleep, she told me, and I told her, okay, for sleep, you're not going to like this, but you're going to need to cut your screens off for one to two hours before you, because she was saying she was getting four to five hours of sleep. Okay. Cut your screens off. You're supposed to be getting seven to nine for 99% of us. We're supposed to be getting seven to nine. So I said, so she was like halfway there. Anyway, um, I said, okay, got a lot of suggestions for you. I have what I call non-negotiables when it comes to sleep. I have 10 things that I recommend that you do. The, uh, there's like 30 things you can do, but 
tend to be the first top 10. That's what you need. And you really need to do if you're really serious about getting your sleep improved. The Mm -hmm. other 20 are different things that different people, you know, depending on who you are. One of the non-negotiables is turning off your screens one to two hours. So you have a little range, one to two hours (laughs) before Mm -hmm. you get in the bed, not before you go to sleep, before you get in the bed. So you're going to stay up for one or two hours doing something that does not require a screen. So we're not talking getting off your cell phone, getting off your smart TV, getting off your computer, getting off your laptop Chromebook, whatever that is that has that screen, you're not going to be on it. And you're going to go old school. You can read, but you can't read on your Kindle. You can't read on your phone. You can read a book or a magazine, you know, (laughs) do your chores, you know, instead of you can switch around when you do your chores and you can wash and fold up your clothes an hour or two before you go to bed, or you can, you know, polish the furniture, clean out the refrigerator. You can play games, but not on your cell phone. You know, you can talk to people, but not on your cell phone. It has to be face-to-face, real-life people, or use your land phone kind of thing. So I was telling her, she was sitting there, she's like, I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's like, I can't turn off my speech. She said, because that's my relaxation time. That's my me time. At the end of the day, I have the TV in my room. I cut, I don't know she doesn't have a TV, but she had her um, laptop, her laptop mm-hmm. in her room. She cuts it on and she watches movies and stuff in the bed. And she says, I love every minute of it. I do it for two or three hours. And then I cut it off and I go to go to bed you know mm-hmm. and so I said well okay I said well let's just try this for 10 weeks because the research says that sleep mm-hmm. um is one of the hardest things to change and you should allow 10 weeks before you for, before you give up on a certain strategy okay mm-hmm. and I said okay so let's just because that's how long my, my course is 10 weeks so schedule for 10 weeks I said so let's try 10 weeks and if it's not working for you after 10 weeks you can go back to what you were doing you know let's just try it for 10 weeks she goes Okay, guys, I said, can you read or something? There's something else you can do, you know, for one, two hours, just for 10 weeks. That's, you know, two and a half months. And then you're back to, to what you love. She decided that she would do it for 10 weeks. At the end, it wasn't even 10 weeks. It was probably like, we were having one of our one-on-one conversations. It was probably like eight weeks or so through. And I was asking, you know, how she was doing things. And she was saying, I am sleeping much better. I'm getting seven to eight hours of sleep every night. I turn my things off and she says, and guess what? I never thought I'd say this. I love it. She says, I would not go back to that for anything in the world because of how good I feel. And she said, I'm reading books. And she says, you know how many books she had read? Something crazy, like 30 books or something crazy. She had read 30 books. And she says, I am, and I was just so, I was so full of joy because I had actually forgotten that she had been so resistant at the beginning. And when she started telling me how she says, remember, I told you, I, I didn't think I was, I remember it. And I was like, oh, that's right. You are so, he says, but I said, okay, I'll give it 10 weeks. And after 10 weeks, I'm back to my movies. You know, that was her strategy. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I love it. But it turned, it turned around. That was just so, I, I, I got so much joy out of that. Another lady told me that, um, it was life-changing. The program was life-changing because she didn't like to exercise. And now she's like my exercise, you know, poster girl. (laughs) 
she's taking swimming classes. She's taking yoga classes. I love it. The differences, how it all just changes. Yes. Yes. And it's not, I mean, it's not easy. You know, I tell, I tell them, I say, you get do-overs. I mean, we're not asking for perfection. And if you slip off the horse, you just climb back on it, you know, kind of thing. It's not, you know, it's, 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 you're not, you're not, you know, uh, you're not kicked out of the program. (laughs) We don't exclude you from everybody else. You're not, you know, you're still a part of us and we love on you and we just keep that going. But it's so rewarding to hear people, especially people that didn't want. And then other people tell me how, when they do slip off, it's, it's good for them to know what it is they need to change, how they get back on track. Like one lady was telling me, she said, when her husband, he's a truck driver and he, she's, her sleep had improved so much. And she said, but when he comes home, he likes to stay up late at night and watch TV and he wants her with him. You know, he wants the camaraderie and all of that kind of thing. And so she said, so I, I, I slipped. <laughs> she says, I'm thinking, she said, she said, it sounds terrible. And I'm thinking in one, one side of me is thinking, okay, when is he leaving? <laughs> <laughs> so I can get back on track because she says, because I feel different. She mm-hmm. says, I feel different. And I like how I feel when I'm doing what I need. But I say, well, the beauty is that you know what to do, you know, okay. and hopefully you can persuade him to, you know, come that way with you, you know, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. And I, I love that it really just changes their viewpoint of it. Just give me 10 weeks. Let me show you. Let's see what happens. Then you can go back to your old ways. But the fact is, it gives them a solid foundation of how things can change. And it, the pivotal point is like how they feel yeah. as well. Because sleep is one of the most important things we can do for our health, no matter what. We can take all the supplements, we can eat all the right foods, exercise. But if we're not getting any sleep, that quality sleep, that's going to change everything too. And I, I love that those two examples really shine light on that of understanding how you work with your clients, but how you can really transform their lives and starting with something so simple as sleep, but it's not so simple for right. a lot of people. You think it would be, but it, it's right. definitely not. Right. Well, I appreciate you sharing both of those. And as you've been building your business, I'm so curious, what were some of the obstacles you faced in building your course, building your clientele? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been challenges. And one at one point I had to tell myself, and I don't, I don't want to be gross, but anyway, I said, pee or get off the pot. You know, you either do what you need to do or mm-hmm. forget it. You know, there is no, you know, and I had to sit, sit myself down and, you know, I was in tears because as you know, I am a senior citizen. I did not grow up in the technology age with the computers in the classroom and all that kind of stuff. And so yeah. technology is not my strong suit and that's putting it mildly <laughs> you know and so I'm taking these courses I'm taking these coaching courses and things like that and they're just rambling off how this is so easy and you do this they lost me after they said this is so easy the first the next thing out of their mouth was was some kind of technical thing sounding to me and I didn't know what they were talking about one time I was in tears because I tried for hours to do whatever I was supposed to do and I just couldn't do it you know mm-hmm. and I had to sit with myself you know and figure out what I wanted, you know, and that my thing had to be no excuses. But one of the things that really, that I really grabbed hold of was I was in one um, 
group thing. And the guy was talking about that he did 100 videos in a row, mm. one a day for a hundred days wow. and just a short little two or three minute video and about whatever. And he, you know, <clears throat> posted it. I said, and I'm, I was definitely frightened of cameras talking to people, <laughs> tell. all of that. <laughs> and so I said, you know, I'm going to do that. And so I started every day I would get my little camera and I would push, you know, the video live, Facebook live or whatever. And I would talk about it, it was always about nutrition and health and wellness. because That's me. You know, it'd be some topic. And it was like, bam. And I told myself another thing I heard was um, done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. So I didn't sit there and record it over and over and, you know, trash it and start over. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just did it. That's it. And went up. And then I told myself what made me feel better was the fact that I knew that nobody probably saw it anyway. (laughs) 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 So I did, I did a hundred in a row and it was on about video number 70 something. When I really started feeling, I felt the little shift Mm -hmm. in, in my comfort zone. Yeah, I no longer was worried about what I look like, what you get, you know, what you see is what you get kind of thing. I wasn't that interested in how I sounded, some of my words or whatever. I wasn't that interested in whether or not, you know, the people saw it or not or whatever. And I just started and then I started, I won't say enjoying it, (laughs) (laughs) but just it became part of my lifestyle, something that I knew I was going to get done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And that has helped me tremendously. And I have um, taken that on to uh, a certain other things. I said, well, let me do a hundred, you know, let me do a hundred and that'll get over. And I was doing um, some other calls. And I just the other day, I felt a shift in my comfort zone because I was doing so many. It was a shift. I wasn't, I wasn't getting upset about the response. I wasn't trying to figure out what I was going to say. What if they didn't like it? It's just call them, call them, call. And then it got more authentic, more natural, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just interested in seeing where they were at and what, you know, and if, if this wasn't for them, great. And, you know, cause do you, you know, um, and that has really, really helped me in, in setting my business. I also um, uh, started putting value on my, on my Facebook page, I give a lot of free information out, you know, to people and they're very, very appreciative of it and appreciative of it. And they share it with other people. And it's, it made my Facebook page just go into thousands and thousands of people. And I was talking to one of my coaches and they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And she's looking at, well, look at all your, your followers. I go, I know, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> she says, you're talking about, you don't know what you're doing. I just, <laughs> I have a little schedule. You know, I put jokes on there and I put inspirational tips on there and I put quotes on there and I put, you know, different lists of things like, you know, that I think people might be interested regarding brain health and whatever. And I put my little videos, do my little videos consistently. Twice a week, I'll put videos up there that I do. And I just 
consistency. That was one of my words for last year was um, consistency, mm. you know, and discovery is my word for this year. Mm. I want to discover things in, in me and in other people, you know, and pull it out, you know? And mm. so, but consistency was um, last year, the year before was persistence. And so those kind of things mm. I, I cling to and I try to stick with, you know, and know that it's a journey. I'm not really, you know, putting a timeline on anything. I have, I have goals. I, I expect to keep growing. I was reading about with, um, what's it? Um, John Maxwell the other mm-hmm. night, and he was talking about um, grow, growing instead of setting goals, taking, setting growth, you know, pillars or points or whatever, mm-hmm. because you should always be growing. And so I was reflecting on myself and I am, I am, I, I see myself growing, you know, and as long as you keep growing, you know, the things are going to, the doors are going to open. I feel the doors are going to open for you and you're going to get where you want to be because you, you enjoy what you're doing and you're passionate about what you're doing. And you believe that you're bringing value to people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. and just keep going for it. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. I hope I answered your question. I think I got all off, but no, no, that was so beautifully said. I was just like absorbing all of it because I think it's so incredible with the hundred videos and you were saying that because I was like you're really great at it you're natural at it and (laughs) at least here but I think it it gives context too if we put the effort in and continue to be consistent like consistency was your word last year of really focusing in on just getting better each day because there's room for growth every time and that's part of this channel too and being able to understand everybody has a story everybody has gone through something and you could always learn something from somebody whether you take it with you or not is another thing but I think it's such a beautiful thing of what you were able to accomplish with your videos and now applying hundred aspect. I'm like, I'm going to start doing that. I don't know in what yet, but I love that concept. I've heard, I feel like I've heard it before. Maybe not. I don't know. But hearing it again is just a confirmation to do that because yes. I think it's facing things that are scary or uncomfortable and it was uncomfortable to get on video at first, but now look at you now and being yeah. able to apply that to different areas of our lives can be so beneficial for people to hear. And it also, it helps with our brain health too, because we're yes. constantly growing and expanding. <laughs> How to put it full circle. I tell people all the time, if no one else's brain is getting sharper, mine is. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. But it's it's so true though, because it just allows us to see what is possible if we allow ourselves to do that and expand. And there is so much growth and the growth goals and not just having goals, but like, well, how can we grow? How can we really just not stay stagnant? Because I feel like that can be boring or you get so comfortable. I don't know. I seek adventure and I seek those things, but being able to do that too, and just hearing it from you and your perspective and how you really are helping your clientele, your community, just really challenging themselves and try something that might be uncomfortable. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least try it for the 10 weeks, at least try it for the hundred videos, whatever it is, but keep moving forward. And I'm curious because I know you have faced a lot of obstacles and I appreciate you sharing those what are maybe like two or three tips you could give us on this entrepreneurial journey that you've had, that you've learned from your experiences that would be beneficial for others to hear? One thing is to, de- to make the decision, you know, and I say that all the time, make the decision what you're going to do. No excuses, make the decision, you know, and feel the fear and do it 
anyway, you know? And that was my mantra for a lot of things, you know, because you're scared, you're scared, but you need to, are you going to do this or not? Well, if you're going to do it, feel the fear and do it anyway, yeah. you know? And if you continue to, to feel the fear and do it anyway, you'll be able to manage your fear, you know? And then it'll, the fear will take a back seat mm-hmm. to what you want to do and it won't be forefront in everything and paralyzing you and everything is going to take a back seat to what you're doing so that is something that you need to do the other thing is that to know that there are people out there who will help you there are people that will help you I was sitting in tears like I said over the technology stuff you know <laughs> and there are people now all of them won't help you for free you know they're not all going to help you for free but, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have people close to you that will help you for free, then, you know, God bless you and please use them. But they're not always going to help you for free. And you, you need to be able to, like um, John Maxwell was saying, count the risks, you know, count the cost is, is, you know, at some point you're going to have to make an investment, you know, and do you want to do that or not? If you don't want to make an investment, then you may not end up doing what you need to do, because at some point you may well need to make an investment. But, you know, count the cost, you know, before you get there and, and, and weigh that if that's something you really want to do. But I am just, I am just so grateful. I'm humbled. I'm honored, you know, that I'm on this journey and that I am growing and I have decided I made a decision and everyone that loves you may not be with you on, on your decision. Mm-hmm. you know and just yeah. know that so you really have to know if this like I said I had to sit down with myself one day and say okay you know am I doing this yeah because if I'm not doing it then stop mm-hmm. and do whatever yeah. but if you're going to do this be in for the be in for the journey you know get the coaching and the help that you need you know, don't think that you can do it all by, and you don't have to do it all yourself. Like I thought at first I was gonna have to learn all the technology stuff. I'm gonna have to learn all the uh, video stuff, the video editing and all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna learn all the social media platforms and all that kind of stuff. And I'm gonna have to put the program together and I'm gonna have to do, you know, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, you are a woman, but you don't have to be the one doing everything, (laughs) you know, you know. And look for the people that, that can come and add to you. Everyone has their gifts and you are not probably not gifted in every area that you need. And so therefore you have to look for the people that are, but you have to be strong in your own gift, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I hope that helps, but. Absolutely. It does. And I think too, it's like staying in your lane, but knowing people are in the lanes next to you, helping you grow and coming together. Sometimes there's the merge and you keep going on the same direction, but it's different parts that everyone plays. And it's okay to recognize that delegation is a huge part of being a solar entrepreneur and being able to know that what is your lane, what is your expertise, focus on that and be able to outsource the things that are going to help you grow that maybe aren't your expertise or are going to take you a couple more hours versus somebody who's been doing it for years that will take mm-hmm. them 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn the hard way too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I could do it all, but I, I can't. <laughs> Outsourcing is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very curious because I know you started with your health business and then it moved into being a brain health specialist. What was your initial drive to start your first business? My, <laughs> that's funny. My husband again. Okay. <laughs> Common theme. <laughs> God brought us together and, you know, for several purposes, apparently, because my, <laughs> because my husband contracted diabetes a few years mm. after we had gotten married. This is my, my, my second marriage. So, mm. but I've been married now for 18 years, but still uh, a few years after um, we got married, he contracted diabetes and I knew nothing about diabetes. Mm-hmm. And we went to a workshop and the guy that, you know, that was affiliated with the hospital, you know, then um, the guy there was not giving a good, you know, prognosis. He was talking about like in the next five years, you know, 75% of you in this room will be on insulin and whatever dialysis and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what kind of uplifting? Yeah. Don't want to hear that. <laughs> I know, that's not what I came to hear. <laughs> You know, and so I started researching. I love to read and I'm a former school teacher. So, you know, it comes with that. And, and um, so I started researching everything about diabetes and found that diabetes was, you know, a life, a lifestyle disease, basically, you know, and your lifestyle, if you change your lifestyle, then, then everyone or just about everyone can if they can manage their lifestyle, they can control, reverse, whatever, their diabetes. And so I did an overhaul of our house. This was like, we almost divorced because my husband was like, what am I going to eat? Yes. <laughs> I said, you're a grown man and you can eat whatever you want to eat. But guess what? It's not going to be in the house. So you're going to have to go outside the house and get it for yourself because I'm not buying it, you know, kind of thing. And so he, of course, didn't do that too often. <laughs> so <laughs> he had to eat what I had on put on the on the table, you know, kind of thing. And he started liking, he told me he started liking how he felt. Mm-hmm. And that got him to my side because he started liking how he felt. Got him off the medication because they mainly put on medication, got him off the medication, even off medication, who's off medication um ever since, except for his bout in the hospital, because with his sepsis and kidney failure, everything, it triggered everything and his diabetes went crazy. And so he was on insulin while he was in the hospital and he was on dialysis twice. And I was like, oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was very, you know, it was very traumatic. So, um, but when he got back from the hospital, got off, we didn't even take the insulin home with us. So I said, he's not doing that. We're going to our regular doctor. And if he puts him back on medication, I said, because he's not even on medication. He hasn't been on medication for years. So if he puts him back on medication, I'm okay with that for a few months to get him back together. But I see no reason for him to go all the way over here. So right. anyway, the doctor agreed with me. His regular physician agreed with me and said, well, no, we're not putting on anything because he knows what to do. And so mm-hmm. just go back, do what you always have been doing, and we'll check you, you know, in a couple of months. And if it's not working, then we'll talk about it. But he did it. It was working. He's back and whatever. So. Um, but that got me into my wellness credential. <laughs> he kept telling me, nobody, I don't know what to eat. Nobody knows that you're on, you have diabetes. No one knows what to eat. They don't know what to do. And, you know, and now he's, oh, he is like a diabetes expert and that he knows what to tell people, you know, when they're diabetic or even pre-diabetic. He says, you know, what, how, what, what are you eating? What are you doing? 
husband, you know, and talk him through because he's gone through it and he knows his body back and forth in and out. Mm -hmm. And um, that got me though. That got me being a, a generalized, you know, generic wellness coach. And I was just helping with that. So yeah, my husband again, wonder what else he's going to get me involved <laughs> Well, you got a long way to go. So know. who knows? what's <laughs> next? But that's part of the growth, right? And I think it's just a theme across the board too of just always evolving, always growing. And you could be in one career and it's just so funny. It reminds me so much of my parents what you were saying because my mom's a retired school teacher. My dad has um, prediabetes as well, mm -hmm. type two. Um, but I think it's just, it's really interesting how we can just change and evolve and grow but allowing ourselves to, and knowing that even if you finished a career and you're done, you can still move forward. You can still do something else because it's also like not, I think to a lot of people that I've spoken to personally that have retired, they're like, they get bored or certain things start to happen because they're not staying act like brain-wise, they're not staying right. active right. or they just have the routines and they're kind of set in that. And that's great. But if it's affecting your brain health, I think it's a different story, but like what you mentioned too, it's never too early to start, but it's never too late. The mountain might be a little higher or you can have a hill, whichever you yes. prefer. <laughs> yeah. Whichever you prefer. Yeah. You take the bunny slope or you can take the <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just got to be aware of your surroundings. Whichever, whichever one you want to get on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've been so enjoying this conversation, Bernice. You are such a bright light in this world, but I would love to know where can people find you, your resources, everything. We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Okay, sure, sure. Well, my website is keepyourbrainsharp.com. So you can go there and you'll get, uh, there's some free things right on there that you can register for. I have a better brain quiz that you can take and see where you are. And I send you the results and show you kind of where you are with your brain health. You mm -hmm. also have free master classes that I do every four or five weeks, I'll, I'll schedule them. And so that's on my website as well. You can click on there and see when the next ones are. And it's a free session where I give you some tips on mm -hmm. what every brain needs. So I take each one of those areas and give you a free tip that is not gonna cost you any money to, to implement that tip so there's no reason not to do it except you just don't want to that would be the reason <laughs> brutal honesty <laughs> I know. we got to hear it sometimes <laughs> oh man yeah, thank so. you so much Bernice mm -hmm. for just coming on sharing your journey with us your story everything you're doing to really help individuals when it comes to their brain health their overall wellness as well not just their brain health but it all impacts everything but I love that you turned something that was traumatic into such a positive to really help so many people. So I so appreciate you coming on and just sharing your beautiful energy with us today. Oh, thank you, Dr. C. It was so much fun. So <laughs> glad to do it. Likewise, I thought so too. And make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Bernice today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.